I'm Dr. G, and for the past 10 years of my life, I've been passionate about all things holistic healing. I've been committed to healing myself and others from the inside out by incorporating some of the most effective modalities for healing the mental, the emotional, and the physical, I've learned that they give us the opportunity to be our most authentic and powerful selves. Heal Thyself is a show dedicated to just that. Today's show is going to be incredible, and I say it every week, of course I do, because it is incredible. Knowledge bombs of digestible information to empower and create clarity on what the highest version of us looks like. Product reviews to provide informed consent so you can buy the safest and best products out there. Better than the first two that I spoke about and you're getting other B vitamins, which are energizing, right? Get off of it, throw it away. And special guest segments with some of the brightest and most elite minds in their field. So what is that like on my nervous system? Six hours of holding that emotion. Here's the earth, here's the mechanisms and mechanics of an earth when it breathes. We would think much different about that asthma patient that shows up. All to create change in all the parts that make you, you, so we can start healing ourselves and each other. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Heal Thyself. As always, thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen, to listen to the show, open up and really share a lot of this information with loved ones and bettering your life, right? The more you better your life is the more you have that radiating influence and bettering other people's lives. And that's the whole point of the show, getting you all healthy on all sides of what holistic medicine and holistic health is, mental, emotional, spiritual, overall, and physical. All right? So we are going into today's Knowledge Bomb with three very simple, very simple tips that are often overlooked by all practitioners on really, really tackling and getting and optimizing your best overall gut health. And I've done a few shows on gut health. We've talked about the ins and outs. We talked about probiotics, prebiotics. But really, there's three things that are usually overlooked that you can integrate right now, today, after the show, to optimize your gut health. And then in the product review, we're gonna go over diapers. How many of us have a loved one with kids? How many of us have kids? How many babies wear diapers? All of them. So we really want to know which ones are the best out there and why. Why Why are they better than the conventional ones that we are using for our kids? So I'm going to talk about that, the importance of that. And then my close friend is coming on the show, another good friend, Nima Delgado. He's going to come and talk about all things healthy eating, healthy living, and really what it is to show up in this world as your most authentic self. You can, If you don't know by now, that's a theme that we've been talking about on the show because to me it is one of the roots, if not the root, of overall health, including physical. All right, so without further ado, let's get to this knowledge bomb. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best and they're always at health events and people are loving them and their quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, 
rosehip oils. And the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products. GHKCU and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alituria Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trafalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that has been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. All right, I'm here to give you three simple tips overall to improve your gut health right? And it's something that really no one is really talking about that much, or they should be talking about it. There's a lot of naturopathic functional doctors. Yeah, we talk about it, but it's commonly not preached or uh, expressed to other people that we should be doing this overall all the time. So check this out. If you have gut issues, this is an essential listen. And the thing is, most of us do. It's hard for me to come by someone who has a steel ironclad gut, except my dad, uh, who is not affected with any gut issues. But a lot of us experience bloating, heartburn, burping, gas, diarrhea, constipation, stomach pain, all of those things and in between. And it's, it's more and more common, especially when I was in practice, I saw a lot of these patients come in with gut issues. So back in 2007, I just got really bloated out of nowhere from one day to the other, and it just never went away. Uh, and I went to a bunch of gastroenterologists and I uh, got a colonoscopy, I got an endoscopy, uh, I remember that I was still in college and I was going to my physics class and I just came out of an endoscopy and then I was going to take a test and I felt bloated and terrible. But I remember struggling with my gut a lot in that year and particularly because of the stress of uh, 
putting together a lot of these uh, prerequisites to get to school and everything and all. It's besides the point, but it was a lot of stress. Regardless, no doctor ever mentioned very simple interventions for relaxing the nervous system before you eat, right? And that's really important because there's the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic is rest and digest. That's where you heal. That's where you rejuvenate. That's where you restore. Where sympathetic is, as we know, we've talked a lot about it on the show, tiger comes in the room, everything that happens after the tiger runs in the room, that's sympathetic. And we're not sympathetic when you're in that mode, which a lot of us are, because we carry that pass when the tiger runs in the room, right? Uh, we carry that stress with us. And every time we're reprimanded at work or we come across an email or we're in traffic, we stimulate our body as if we are running away from that tiger. And so too does our gut function and our gut health suffer. Before we get into anything, I want you all to just talk to your doctor. I'm not saying don't take medication, don't take supplements, but I will bring this to light. When I type in bloating, when I type in heartburn, when I type in gut issues, when I type in gut dysfunction on Google, what I got is the nearest gastroenterologist to me. And then I got a bunch of on the shopping tab, medications and supplements. It's not until you see some holistically oriented sites that are going to be telling you the stuff that I'm going to be telling you today. But remember, no supplement or no medication is going to cure your gut issues if you don't have the fundamentals in place. So number one, before you eat anything at all, Make sure you have time to yourself. This is very important because if you are suffering with gut issues, you have to make sure you make time for yourself. You need about 20 or 30 minutes to tell your nervous system that it is safe to eat. You need to switch out of that sympathetic nervous system, which most people are walking around every single day, all day with, and tell our body and give permission to our body that yes, start the systems, let's shift the mode, start the systems head to toe that are going to be supporting our digestion, okay? Because if you haven't shaken off the drama from the night before or that morning or the afternoon, your body doesn't care to digest any of the food at that point. So if you're suffering with any gut issues, take the time to be alone. Now is not the time to eat your meals and conversate, right? Now is not the time to eat your meals and scroll through social media, right? To eat your meals and even listen to music. You want zero distraction and you want to be you and the food. And before you eat, there's a big, big tip. It's been so helpful for me. Before you eat, take 30 seconds to a minute to do breathing exercises. So then even if your body is getting into parasympathetic, you're really going to skyrocket it into making sure that your body is in full parasympathetic present mode. Do box breathing. This is something that's been really helpful for me. You breathe in for three to four seconds. I usually do four seconds. Hold it for four seconds. Breathe out for four seconds and then breathe back in for four seconds. And you do it like a box, and you do it for about 30 seconds to a minute, and make sure you're breathing into the belly and breathing out from the belly. And what that's doing is stimulating your diaphragm to move and signaling the surrounding nerves. It's telling your body that it's okay to eat, and then further induce that parasympathetic state. So how many of us don't even breathe when we eat? Right? How many of us are coming into meals stressing from earlier happenings? So with this breathing practice, you'll notice that your digestion improves starting with that very meal. So now you're breathing, your body knows it's safe to eat, your parasympathetic nervous system is activated. Step two, chew your damn food, right? Remember mom used to say, chew your food every time you were scarfing it down after playing outside? That happened to me so many times where she was right. You need to chew your damn food. 
right? You're here, you're basically helping support your esophagus and your stomach, and that's reducing the workload. Especially if you have gut issues, this is major, 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 major intervention that a lot of people are not talking about, but it's so simple. Especially if you're bloated or suffering with heartburn, right? So chewing your food till it's completely pulverized and you can't chew anymore is giving a lot of love to your organs. Especially because you're already beginning to break down carbohydrates in the mouth already by chewing properly. But I've been guilty of that. I used to have a bulldog when I was younger and we'd give him like, you know, some, a piece of table food. He, I swear he would do two chews and a swallow and he couldn't possibly have broken down that food in his mouth. But I've been guilty of that too. And I've actually been out to eat and seen people observed and they do the two chews and a swallow or 10 chews and a, and a swallow, but you can't possibly break it down or be giving love to your organ. So really make sure you're chewing. If, if you're really keen on counting, count 30 to 40 times and then swallow or just wait till it's complete mush. Think about mashed potatoes and then you swallow and then understand that you're going to be supporting your system and see how your digestive system responds even after that meal. Step three, really simple, go on a walk, go on a gentle walk around your workplace or neighborhood after eating. And this helps on a, a many, many, many levels. When I say gentle, make sure it's gentle. This isn't a power walk, right? You don't want to stimulate sympathetic nervous system action in your body, right? Because then that's going to disrupt the digestion of food. But when you stimulate the parasympathetic, you're also helping support through moving softly and gently on a nice walk, supporting digestion, but you're also stabilizing the blood sugar. So you're optimizing that nutrient absorption in your body and your body's going, okay, good. Uh, I'm in a good place. Blood sugar is good, right? Digesting well, pancreatic enzymes breaking down food, right? Stomach acid is ready to go. Where that's, that's how you know you're in a good place and you'll feel it. It'll reflect in your digestive system. You'll have less bloating, less heartburn, better bowel movements, less stomach pain, less gas, all that stuff, okay? So there you have it. If a doctor is ready to push any medications or even supplements instead of telling you this, then you gotta find a doc who's more holistically oriented. Let's get to this product review. I'm really excited to tell you all about which diapers to be choosing and which ones to stay away from. All right, product review. We're gonna go over diapers. I did a show on this back in, I think it was early 2020, um, but it's an important invention, right? To the health of the baby. We think about so much about the internal agents we give our baby, right? The food, the drink, the medications, the medicines, the supplements, whatever it is. But externally, a baby is affected by their environment. We know that. We know because a lot of these baby clothes have flame retardants and they're linked to disruptions of thyroid, uh, reproductive issues, neurotoxins, et cetera. Baby's health is also an environment of the environment. So baby's health is also a product of the environment. So we don't think much about diaper quality really until the baby presents with a skin issue around the diaper area. But some of these are not just manifesting in the skin, these issues. So really important because we have to understand by law, diaper makers and manufacturers are not required to disclose the ingredients in there. And even worse, there's little research on it. What are the items of concern? Fragrance and lotions. We know that there could be thousands of chemicals in there. Chlorines and dyes, right? This is what we see in tampons and coffee filters that bleach. The dioxin preservative, that's a chemical that's everywhere, that bleaching byproduct, but is really nasty, nasty chemical. VOCs can be in there, toluene, xylene, ethyl benzene. These are off-gassing. We find them in rugs, but also in the same thing. And those chemicals that were put into diapers and polyurethane, the big one that we see in beds, especially memory foam beds, 
that creates and poses the problem for conventional beds, but that polyurethane is also found in diapers. Particularly the, the absorbent part, the super absorbent part of the disposable diaper is often made up of what these call, they were called SAPs, super absorbent polymers. And these gel-like crystals can sometimes be found on your baby's skin. And that would, is what could be causing a lot of these potential painful skin burns that you see in children, right? All right, so, so let's go over the ones that didn't show up as a really good quality diaper and uh, we'll build up to the better one. So Huggies, they use polyethylene derivative from sugarcane and polypropylene. Uh, these are chemicals that stem, stem from the same plastics as polyurethane. That's the nasty chemical that we see in beds. And if you want to learn more about it, go back to episode 116. But that's found in memory foam. They also have adhesive and color-changing dyes. Some are fragrant-free, but some of them have fragrance, which is a big issue. A lot of these absorbents are chemically based, and that's usually the most concerning part of the diaper. For Huggies, at least we know the super absorbent is made of propylene, polyester, and polyethylene. They're very much so... Uh, open about telling what's in it. Loves, but won't tell us anything, right? That's the other conventional one. Regardless, still the Huggies one is, is crappy. For the conventional diapers, Up and Up and Pampers were more of the same. Some of the conventional ones are chlorine and fragrance-free, but not all. Uh, Huggies, Up and Up and Loves have lotion, right? Remember I mentioned lotion and fragrance? That's what something That's something that the baby's skin can absolutely be reacting to and causing rashes. None of these conventional diapers were paraben-free which is an issue because we know that this can be a hormone disruptor, which is particularly a bigger issue because of the baby's developing system. But you wanna know what's a seemingly clean diaper company that's really just greenwashing? Seventh generation. The formula of seventh generation is similar to the conventional diapers that I just mentioned, right? And it's very similar to actually the Huggies brand, but the upside is, is that it's fragrance-free, but then it also has latex, which a lot of kids can be allergic to in the first place. All right, what's better quality? Not the best, but better quality. 365, they have chlorine-free diapers. The problem is they still have parabens and they still have fragrance. Other good ones, but not the best are Bambo, Hello Bello, Dryper, Andy Panda, and Eco Original. All right, so you're probably asking at this point, what are the best ones out there? So here they are in ascending order. Actually, there's only three. Tied for second is Honest and Kotari. And the best of the best is the Healthy Nest Diapers. These three companies all were chlorine-free, fragrance-free, paraben-free cruelty-free. Healthy Nest on top of that was Environmental Working Group Verified and OEKO Tech Certified. We know that OEKO Tech is really important because we see that in a lot of manufactured products that use cotton, uh, particularly beds. That's a big, uh, it's, it's also in you know t-shirts and clothing, but beds is a big one, that certification. But what that means is that you can be certain every component in that article, whether it's thread or button or other accessories have been tested for harmful substances and that the article therefore is harmless to human health. Really, really important certification. And we see that in the best diaper company, Healthy Nest. So if I talked about these diaper companies and you didn't hear the one that you're wondering about, here's some rules of thumb. Look for a company that uses mostly naturally based ingredients. Pay attention to fragrance, very, very important. Pay attention if they have any ingredients in there that have poly prefix. Uh, ask what the absorbent part is made of. Go on the website or call them up. It can be naturally based using wood pulp or fluff, corn, wheat, or it can be a mixture of natural and chemical, or it can be all chemical, depending on it, like the conventional ones. You also wanna call a company and ask about chlorine and parabens. And ask if they, and 
And if they do use any corn or wheat, especially in the super absorbent part, ask if it's organic or conventional. We know conventional corn and wheat are highly sprayed and you don't want to be putting that in your baby. All right, there you go. Diapers 2021. Hope that was helpful. All right, before we get into our special conversation with my boy Nima Logado, I want to introduce a new segment by Verizon in the know, where I'm going to be highlighting some of my favorite products that I use all the time. They're in my home. And I'm going to start off today with one of the essentials in my medicine cabinet. And it is active skin repair. I have it here in my hand. One is a spray, one is a hydrogel. Really, really important products to have in your medicine cabinet, especially if you have kids. The way that I use it is for skin repair for any injuries that I have. This is my number one immediate go-to. So instead of a product like Neosporin, which you have in your medicine cabinet, this is going to be a much more natural and safe product that you're using. It's a hydrogel or a spray. The hydrogel is a yellow one that is similar to Neosporin, and the spray is a blue one, which you can spray easily in any injury. So it's made of hypochlorous acid, HOCL, and that's a molecule produced by white blood cells when there's wound and wound healing necessary. This is medical grade, and it's shown in research to be a powerful antimicrobial. So not only are you disinfecting the area, and it elevates and accelerates your healing time, it's EPA approved as a disinfectant for COVID-19 last year. It's used in hospitals. The, the bottle is biodegradable, and there is minimal to no risk of allergic reaction and antibiotic resistance, which you will find in Neosporin. So for me, I remember uh, last year when I did my cold plunge, I had my hands in the cold, cold water. And when I came out, I didn't even feel myself scratch against one of the metal corners, my finger. And when I came out and looked at my finger, it was a really, really, really bad wound. You can see it go past even the fat layer. It was really, it was one of the worst ones I've had in a while. For that night, I used a hydrogel to seal the wound and then I tightly wrapped it in a Band-Aid. The next morning I looked at it and it looked like the active skin repair was already sealing the wound. So I did that for eight days straight two times a day. And what I found was that on the ninth day, the healing was exponential. It was so surprising when I took off my Band-Aid and looked at my skin, how much it healed just by this. And ever since then, I became such a believer of active skin repair. I mentioned it to so many people to have in their cabinet. It's, it's affordable and it's so powerful. And on top of that, it can be used as a hand sanitizer. So it's amazing stuff. So if you wanna get your hands on this product, or see any other products that I suggest over the course of the next few weeks. So we'll have a QR code in the bottom of the screen, or you can click the URL in the YouTube description, and it's gonna take you to my channel in the know.com where you can purchase the product. So this product is available at the Swell Score, which I am a co-founder, proud co-founder at, where we carry the best quality products across the board. So this will be accessible as part of your yearly membership. It's also available on Amazon. All right, everyone, today's special guest, this is my boy. My boy comes on the show. Finally, listen, I was giving him, I was giving him a lot of crap. It took him 117 episodes to finally come on this show. <laughs> How blessed we are to finally have him here. My boy, Nima Delgado, he is a former bodybuilder. He's a vegan coach, entrepreneur. He's an all-around conscious, well-rounded guy, and him and I vibe so much about everything, so I can't wait to have this combo going. What's up, my man? What's up, bro? Yeah. I'm so happy to be here. Like you said, like, I think everything happens in divine timing, like perfect yeah. timing. Like we've been trying to get this scheduled for so long and we've had so many other talks and so many other things have unfolded in my life over the past mm -hmm. like year or so mm -hmm. that I think this conversation is going to be really fun. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be much, 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 so much more substance in like the development of you and me over the past year. And like now we have so much to talk about. Yeah. But, and I know you do, you see, 
the reason why I was like, let's talk about other stuff is because you do so many interviews and you talk so much about your unique upbringing and what got you into veganism. And I know you're so passionate about it and I want to talk about that, but we also want to go into some other stuff. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience to prove that it's not only delicious, but it's also health focused. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in that process is rooted in health focused principles backed by solid, scientific, research based, rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity, and this is important because we have to understand, coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy, boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been open that I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights. And these are staples. And, I, and not just me. I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle. Staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen, it's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. 
The Momentous Creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. It trusts everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. Yeah, cool no, I love that. I, I was actually really excited that you messaged me that because sometimes whenever you do these interviews, you you know, once you tell your story so many times, it almost becomes mechanical. Mm -hmm. Like you just kind of run through it. And I don't know, it's, it's fun to tell that story. And I think it gives a lot of context of, of to who I am, but mm -hmm. I, there's been so much evolution over the past few years. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited to talk about new and fresh and exciting things. Heck yeah. 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 We're going to, we're going to get into it, but I do want to hear a story again. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the hundredth time. Yeah. But, but, but for the people who are viewing and listening, who don't know, you had a very unique upbringing that really drove you to the vegan lifestyle. And, and I think in the beginning, when I first met you, I was like, this guy's a vegan. I was like, he's so fit. How is this possible? And then you gave me a lot of encouragement to go, yeah, you know, like you can eat. It, this is when I was in my like infancy of really understanding how to eat vegan. I was just mm -hmm. eating like a bunch of tofu and rice. But um, it's really powerful stuff. So can you tell us a little bit about what brought you there? Yeah, it was it was um, something almost like I didn't <laughs> choose this lifestyle. Like this lifestyle was also like it feels like it was chosen for me um, because I was born into a, a vegetarian family. So my parents are very spiritual. They come from Argentina. They immigrated to the United States in the 80s um, to, to live in a spiritual community in Mississippi of all places. So I grew up um, in this farm community where we had you know cows and we had our own garden and we had a temple that we went to every single day and we're really devoted to our spiritual practice and very spiritually rich, but very materialistically poor mm. um, because, you know, as renunciates, we, they tried not to attach themselves to material things as much. So um, I, I grew up in this very unique perspective of understanding um, this, this philosophy of, uh, I actually have it tattooed here on my arm. Mm -hmm. um, this is a Sanskrit word that means ahimsa, which is, it roughly translates to nonviolence and compassion. So nonviolence towards all living things, um, all other living beings, humans, non-humans, and um, especially towards oneself too. This is like an often underestimated component of that philosophy is how compassionate we are to ourselves as well. So uh, I grew up in that kind of philosophy and, um, was surrounded by um, people that lived their life in a very different way. So more traditional Southern Baptist, Catholic, um, you know, spiritual practices. So that brought about its own set of challenges because here I was this, you know, product of an immigrant family in this very unique community and was was very harshly judged. And it was very difficult for me to relate to the kids that were around me growing up. I went to public school um, and quickly had to learn how to be a chameleon to kind of hide those aspects of who I was and not share too much because as a young kid, you, you don't want to get or don't even know how you don't have the tools to get into these philosophical debates about why I believe these things or why my parents believe these things. So one of the most common questions that I would get asked as a kid growing up in a as a vegetarian in the South was like, why don't you eat meat? You know, why aren't you eating this, this hamburger? Or why aren't you participating in going hunting or fishing or barbecuing and, and things like that that was very common down there. So I just learned how to adapt and just kind of like, just play it off and not really claim that or not really take ownership of, of who I was and almost for a long time rejected it because I felt so outcasted from my peers. So that was a big part of um, 
my journey was was rejecting it and then later on in life coming back to it. So I, so I think that's kind of how it all started for me. Mm-hmm. And, and at what point in your life were you finding yourself starting to reject it? Like when you're teens or when you started you know, in your young twenties, where, where did you uh, find early, early on, in, early on. In, in like elementary school, you know, wow. my parents, <laughs> my, bless their hearts. My, my parents would bring me to school dressed in traditional Hindu clothing. Oh, so you had a full out, do you I have had, pictures of this? I, I do. Yet to see yeah, this. yeah, I do. And, wow. um, so going up to like a public school in South Mississippi, uh, dressed that way, all the other kids were like, what the hell is this? Who's this guy? What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I remember going home and asking my mom, can I just dress normally and like fit in with the other kids? Mm-hmm. So I think as early as like elementary school is when I started to learn how to deny or reject that part of, of who I was. Mm-hmm. And so as you got older, right, I know you went into engineering. Yeah. Um, in your 20s, were you, or early 20s, was it starting to come back in your life? What, like, what was the point where you started integrating those philosophies of which are the foundation of a lot of your human experience? When did you start bringing that back in after rejecting it for so long? Um, you know, the the... The dietary choices were always there. I never faltered or wavered from being vegetarian. I've never even had the, I've had the curiosity of trying meat and and those types of products. But there was always just this understanding of like knowing that something had to die or suffer in order for it to end up on my plate was enough of a reason for me not to want to try it, no matter how good everybody else said it tasted. So that was enough for me to not try it. Um, But you know, going into college and learning how to cook for myself, that was a very unique and interesting experience because I was just like, whatever's vegetarian is free game. So right. I was doing like Taco Bell, like right, every day, right. and like the like uh, pizza rolls yeah. and like just whatever it was like took five minutes or less to make. So that was my initial introduction into like feeding myself. Um, but as, as far as like the spiritual practices and everything else, like I did not, I, I kind of just left it all together because I was, I, you know, looking back, I was pretty lost. You know, I, I had left home and I went to, to university and I was studying to get my engineering degree and was really so immersed in like stepping out on my own and discovering who I was. And for so long I rejected, mm. you know, my spirituality and my upbringing that I was like, who am I outside of that environment? Right. So, you know, you, you, I was partying a lot. I was drinking a lot. I was kind of like engulfed in the, the college you know, typical lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then also dedicating myself so much to engineering that I didn't have time to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And um, the only other thing that I did have time to do was go to the gym occasionally. And I think that is kind of where I started to find a little bit of peace, a little bit of like a place where I could like off gas some energy right. and really move, um, you know, a lot of stress that I was holding on to from being in such a, like a stressful environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of how I, I started kind of into this place where I am now was was back in college. Mm-hmm. It's funny because like a lot of people either find the way to, to like party really hard in college, really study, or get into lifting. Like it was crazy because I was in the same thing. I didn't go fully the lifting route, but uh, I really found like that weight weight lifting was very much so helpful for me to balance the partying in college mm-hmm. and putting <laughs> my heads in the book. So I, I can really relate with that part of it. So then you're an engineer mm-hmm. and you're working. What made this radical change of you getting away from engineering and coming into the world that you're in and, and the influence that you've been having for a lot of people? Because I know you've been very inspiring to us. Yeah. So after after I moved to uh, California, so I, I graduated from LSU in Baton Rouge and then accepted a job 
as far west as I could get it. And the first one that um, said California on on the offer, I was like, I'm going there. And um, it just so happened to be with an oil company. And originally when I got into engineering, I had planned on working for renewable energy yeah. and um, sustainability and quickly sold out uh, once I saw the number on the paycheck that they were proposing to offer me. And I, you know, I'm not proud of that, but that's just, you know, coming from a place of very humble beginnings and financial stability was a goal of mine. And this provided that for me. So moved to California, moved to Bakersfield. Mm -hmm. And um, if anybody's been to Bakersfield, there's not a whole lot going on there. It feels very much like the South. Right. Um, you know, there's lots of agriculture, oil fields, um, things like that. And I, I, once I started working, I really started to ask myself these questions like, wow, I just spent the last five years putting in so much work and effort into getting this degree to have this career. And I never really once asked myself if I wanted to do this or not. And from the moment of my first day of work, I knew right away that I was terrified. I was like, shit, am I going to be in this for the next Forever. 40 years yeah. and then retire when I'm 60 and then get to do the things that I wanted to do? So that kind of put me in a crossroads and... Luckily, there was gyms in Bakersfield, so I did the only thing that brought me happiness outside of work was going to the gym and working on myself. And that is how um, I started to apply kind of the same, you know, um, tools that you learn through engineering and, and problem solving towards the physical body. You know, your physical body is just a series of these complex systems. But if you can understand the systems, you can learn how to optimize the efficiency of the, the machinery, right? Yeah. So I started to look into nutrition. And, you know, the working out part always came naturally to me and easily, but the nutrition was always something that I was always a little confused about, especially being a vegetarian, because I had been told my whole life that, you know, you, you need meat to build right. muscle, you need right. meat to be strong, you know, this Everyone is where we has. get our strength yeah. from, you know, uh, milk builds strong bones and things like that, all these ideas that were sold. And I knew that wasn't true because I had been living happily and healthily my whole life. Um, but I remember coming across a video and of all people, my mom shared it on Facebook of kind of what went on behind uh, the dairy farms and the dairy industry. And it just kind of lifted the veil for me. And I, I always had this flexible morality when it came to dairy products. And it was like, you know, they're not killing the cows, still alive. They're just getting some milk from it. But once I saw kind of the atrocities that was going on behind that industry, I decided I didn't want to partake in that anymore because it, it, I also had this new perspective of working in a chemical plant uh, for the oil company that I worked for. And I saw a lot of the same kind of machinery and, and systems there. And I just thought to myself, the same way that I'm working as an engineer to make this chemical plant more efficient, there's somebody working at this plant trying to maximize the efficiency of their product. But unfortunately, it's at the expense of these living creatures. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want to take part in that anymore. So I just chose to give it up, not knowing what would happen, didn't know about the benefits of it, and kind of put myself in a position because... At that time, I was a vegetarian. Most of my protein I was getting from dairy, you know, from whey protein, right, from cottage right, cheese, yeah. from Greek yogurt. Yeah. So once I cut that out, I was like, well, shit, now what? What do I do? And um, just had to figure it out. So I started doing research and learning more about how to incorporate more plant-based proteins and whole foods into my diet. And I was just quickly surprised at the effects that I felt and was noticing immediately almost, especially digestively. I noticed a lot of um, benefits and improvements in my digestive system. Uh, my recovery time was was much, much better. Mm -hmm. My strength was improving, my mental clarity, my energy levels, my sleep quality, everything just started to naturally improve. And I just thought there's something to this. Yeah. And it makes sense because the human body adapts so fast, right? So you've been eating you know, dairy products all your life up to that point. You just knew that that's how you feel. And then immediately like switching into that, 
it's just amazing because it's not the first time you hear so many people get off of dairy, which I'm a massive advocate for. Like it, it is like the one of the major things that you're going to notice hormonally or digestively is going to affect mm-hmm. you. And I don't think a doctor does their job if they don't say, are you having dairy? And how much of it are you having? And maybe let's minimize it or get it, get it out of your system. So you started feeling really good. And then when did that like philosophy that you show up with, when did that creep in? Because it sounds like you get you were getting the body right. Mm. When, when did the soul start becoming aligned into how you show up? Mm. That's a great question. I, th- I think um, I didn't even know what I was getting into. You know, I had no plans to be where I am now. I just kind of naturally started getting more interested and passionate about it. And um, I, di- I remember I did my first bodybuilding show and that was back in like 2015. Somebody has suggested for me to do it. And I was just like, yeah, right. I'm not going to get on stage and you know, shirtless and flex in front of a bunch of strangers and be judged for it. But yet here we are. And I ended up doing it and, and won the entire competition. And it was in, it was at that moment after I stepped off stage that people were coming to me with a different, a different energy. They were saying, what do you eat? The question that I had been avoiding for so <laughs> right, long right. in my life, they, they had a genuine curiosity behind it because they saw me accomplish something and they wanted to know how they could do it. So I felt like I could, um, be a benefit to those people and start sharing my journey online. So I just started sharing more and more of what I ate and how I trained mm-hmm. and just giving people confidence to, to really try something different, an alternative approach that yielded the same results, but also had all of these other additional benefits that nobody was talking about. Yeah. So I started sharing. Um, that lasted for a few years. My, my social media presence started to grow. And then back in 2017 is when uh, I decided to, to leave engineering altogether and just fully dedicate myself to what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing because, and I, I don't want to undermine that, 2017, up till then, you had a full life with pay and that's one of the bravest moves and this is what I push people to do. I'm like, if you're not in your sole purpose, what are you doing here on earth? Like, mm-hmm. what is a life lived if you just have these iron blankets of going into an office and you don't even want to go in there? Yeah. That was super brave. Did you, did you find yourself scared? Did you find yourself overwhelmed? Did you find yourself like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Did you say those questions to yourself? I said those questions every day. Just, you know, let's get that on the table. (laughs) I I asked myself those questions every single day when I was there. And uh, I remember I had transferred from Bakersfield to Long Beach because I thought that it was my environment. I thought that I was so unhappy because there wasn't like Bakersfield just didn't align with who I was. And um, so I requested a transfer to move down to Long Beach. And I thought if I was a new environment, I'm on the beach, I'm yeah. experiencing this California lifestyle that I always wanted to live, maybe I'd be happier. And then I quickly realized that it wasn't the environment, it was the profession. It was the thing that I was dedicating 10 hours a day of my life towards and not getting an ounce of fulfillment towards it mm-hmm. or from it. And um, I remember... Uh, I had went to give this speech in in London um, at a conference, and after the the conference, this guy walks up to me and he shares with me this very powerful story about how, through me, he had learned about plant based diets and helped cure his mom of of her diabetes, of her type two diabetes, to where she couldn't even get out of bed. And he was very emotionally embraced me, and I just that really stuck out to me on the plane ride home from London, and uh, I told him. My, my girlfriend, I was like, hey, I think I'm going to quit my job when I get home on Monday. And she was all for it. She's like, yeah, do it, do it. She's encouraging me. And uh, Monday morning rolls around. I wake up, 6 o'clock. Got to be at work in, in like 30 minutes. And I roll over and I'm like, I can't do it. I'm not ready. You know, there's too much I got to prepare for. It's my engineering logical thinking. Right. Like, I got to get this, this, and this in order before I make this jump. Go to that meeting. And we start talking about the same 
projects and stuff that I just didn't care about. And I felt this thing starting happening inside of me. I felt claustrophobic. I felt like there was something, I, I was like jumping out of my skin. And I impulsively just got up from that meeting, went straight to my boss's office and I said, I'm putting in my two weeks notice. And it, like, I, like the words just vomited, like it came out of me. Yeah. And immediately I was like, I started to panic. I was like, oh my God, what did I just do? And um, I knew it was right. I knew it was the right thing to do. And after some further conversation, my, my boss um, looks at me and he goes, so you're quitting your engineering job to be a vegan. <laughs> that's right. Essentially, right? Yeah. Essentially, yeah. I mean, that's part of who I am, but it wasn't he didn't understand the vision eyes, right? and the things that I had wanted to do. No. Um, but I'll never remember I'll never forget that conversation because it was it was pivotal in my in my experience and and it took a lot of courage, but I even had to like pay to quit because I had signed a contract that I would oh, that shit. I wouldn't you had to give money know, back. I had to I had to pay quite a bit of money to to uh, to leave that position. And I feel like that was another test from the universe. Like, how bad do you really want this? Are you willing to sacrifice this too and uh, step into the unknown? Mm -hmm. And I can honestly say that that was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Wow, I would agree. You, I mean, mm -hmm. the, the amount of influence that you can have over, I mean, I'm sure you've gotten, you get DMs all the time. My mom's healthier, my uncle's healthier, my brother's healthier, I'm healthier, I feel more fit. My, it's just the power of just what you can say by you being you. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I guess that brings the concept of authenticity on the table. It seemed like you had the idea of your authentic self, but you were in a place where it was just totally stifling that. Mm -hmm. And you're too connected to self to stay there. And I am too. I wouldn't be there either. Mm -hmm. It is just more in this world that you knew you had to do. So, and that's what I tell a lot of the viewers and listeners is what is it, like what is soul purpose? What is authenticity? And are you living your life aligned with that? And if not, like life is, you know, you know how people die quick. You know, mm -hmm. I've seen 30 year old, 20 year olds, I was in a cancer hospital. They, people have plans for their whole life and it's like snap of the finger, done. Mm -hmm. And the power to make that decision is like, I think one of the bravest things you can do in, in the world, like in your whole life, just to step away from what is comfortable and go, where am I unknown? That's sort of like, you're like a warrior in that sense, right? Like mm -hmm. that is I, stepping into that. I, I think it's, it's you know, for, for a lot of people, the, the comfort zone, is, it, it, even if it's painful, even if it's miserable, it still feels safer than the unknown. Like you don't know what's out there. It could be worse. But I think that if you think that way, that you deserve to also think of the the great things that are out there for you, the possibilities that lie right. in the unknown. Like the, the unknown is, is nothing but pure possibilities. And, you know, you deserve to explore that. You deserve to pursue that because mm -hmm. you can actually achieve the life that you want to live and it will be so fulfilling and it will feel so purposeful and it will feel effortless. Even though it's not easy, right. it won't, you know, not a day goes by where my, my, it, like I don't put in like hours and hours and hours of work, but it doesn't feel like work because I'm excited to wake up. Like I'm genuinely excited to wake up and start my day and do what I do because um, I just love it. Yeah. And, I, and there's so many people that I've talked to and come across that don't feel that way. And I feel like everybody deserves to at least explore that. Majority of people, we all, that's our God-given right to just step into that. But let me ask you a question. What is it then that is holding a lot of us back from stepping into that? Is it the fear? Is it not knowing what we're here to do? Is it not knowing what our skill set is? What do you find when you talk to people? Like what's really holding us back from stepping into that? The stories that we tell ourselves. Mm. I think 
It's the stories that we pick up along the way of our life experience that are disempowering. And the more you can realize that, you know, many of our thoughts aren't even ours. They're projected onto us from the people that we were raised around, our parents, our, you know, our closest friends, what we see in the news and the media. We adopt that and believe it for ourselves. And that's a very uh, dangerous thing because that can keep you stuck. That can keep you in a position, in a relationship, in a circumstance that is not serving you. So the more that you can kind of just take a step back, find stillness, and really ask yourself what makes you happy, you'll realize that it's not that much. Right. Like you don't need, you know, a, a huge, you know, life to be happy. Like some, most of the times it's the simple things, mm-hmm. you know, and um, if you can connect more and more with what you truly desire and with the things that you truly want and not the idea of what other people say that you should want, mm-hmm then you can find happiness pretty quickly. I love that. And simplicity, in the simplicity mm-hmm. of that. What are some things you do to connect with that? Because there's people who are listening to you and go, okay, well, I hear that, but what do I do? Like meditation, yoga, journal? I know, I see your stories. I know you do yeah. them all. What, 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 what toolkit, what's in your toolkit that you can share? Um, so I've, it's funny, you know, I, I post a lot of, of my life online. I'm very transparent with what yeah. I do. And um, I, it's interesting to see the feedback that I get from people. You know, posting online is just like you're acquiring data <laughs> yeah. from from this person's perspective and that person's perspective from all over the world. And uh, I there's this reoccurring theme that I constantly get from people that says, well, it's easy for you. You know, you have all day to do the things that you like. But they have it twisted. I, I design my life around the things I love to do, and that creates the space for what I do now. So dedicating myself to, to a morning practice, you know, my, my meditation, my breath work, my journaling, my yoga, my movement, my fitness, eating right, all of those things are, are things that I love to do, and they also happen to be very paralleled with my profession yeah. now. So they're, they're very much aligned. So it is effortless, and I wish that more people would see that is like, you don't have to, um, you know, spend eight, 10 hours or 12 hours a day at a job that you hate and, and live for the weekends, mm-hmm. you know, like don't forget to come home. If you're spending 10 to 12 hours a day working for a company that you don't care about, like you deserve to spend a couple hours on yourself and, and for the things that you do really care about. Mm-hmm. And the more you can make that shift and that transition, then you'll realize that you know, you're, you're, you're aligning yourself to your purpose yeah. and, and to the things that excite you and make you happy. So, um, for anybody that's listening out there, find some stillness, you know, find some time to be quiet and with yourself and just see what comes up. And your, your soul is always speaking to you and you have to kind of tune out the noise in order to really listen because it's so subtle mm-hmm. and you're always being guided by your emotions. They're always kind of guiding you. It's like, that doesn't feel right. I don't like that. I like this. This feels good. So if you can constantly f- follow that, that excitement and the things that feel good and just keep letting that be your guide, mm-hmm. then it's always going to lead you to places that you want to be in situations that you're, you're glad to be in. Yeah. It's interesting because a lot of people are led by the things they should do, right? Oh, I should feel good about this, right? Or even food. Let's say like, I, sh- I should be eating grapes. They're great for me, but they hurt your stomach. You're not listening mm-hmm. to deep down inside what's talking to you. Uh, and the same goes for just a lot of the ways we're led through the world and, you know, like our human experience. It's all the things that we're told that we should be excited about mm-hmm. or should feel good. And for me and you, I know that stillness and stepping back, right? And t- just literally reflecting and then just getting quiet mm-hmm. and letting the things come up. It's really powerful. We're inundated with distractions, telephone, friends, 
you know, uh, video games, TV, all the things. It's just like, great, great. But like, you have to find that time. Mm-hmm. And I know you do it every morning. I do it in the morning too. It's, it's really, really essential. I, I did a podcast and they go, Dr. G, what's your number one health? If anything, number one health thing, I said me time. Right, because when that me time stems love for the body, mm-hmm. right? Oh, then you all of a sudden want to start eating better. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that self reflection. Um, how often? How much time? Let's say someone's like, oh, but I have to go to work. How much time do you take in the mornings for yourself? Um, the first probably two two hours. Of two my hours. Day. Yeah, I would give or take like an hour to two hours, mm-hmm. depending and, on my schedule. And what it, what does your schedule look like when you do that? What is your rituals like? So I wake up uh, normally around five forty five, six o'clock in the morning, and the first thing I do naturally now is just go find go to my little meditation station and find stillness. Um, I'll meditate for about thirty minutes, and then afterwards um, I'll do breath work in the meditation too, in the beginning or the end, and then um, I will journal. So I'll just sit down open up uh, my journal and just let whatever comes up flow out of me. um, It's just called like stream of consciousness journaling. So without judgment, as if nobody else were to ever see this journal, just write down whatever's coming through. And that reveals a lot uh, about, you know, what's going on internally. Um, You can also, once you see what you write down on paper, you you can see patterns. You can read between the lines, you know, of of the things that you're really trying, that are coming through. Mm -hmm. And that brings so much clarity for me. And I also, you know, after that, I'll I'll be intentional with my thoughts. So I'll write down the things that, the life that I want to live, the things that I want to accomplish, the ways that I want to feel, the person that I want to be. And if you're more intentional with that and you dedicate yourself a few minutes every single day, it doesn't take long, 15 minutes, then you just keep reaffirming that and you keep reaffirming that life. And eventually it will be reflected back to you in some way and you'll mm-hmm. become that person that you're striving to become because you start to embody the characteristics of who that person is. And um, I also love visualization. I love trying to imagine the future now in this present moment and experience and feel that yeah. because in my experience, it's only brought it closer to me when I do that. Stronger and faster too. Yeah. One thing that I, I find is that whatever, it, for life, it's a beautiful play and display of people who are just showing you the parts of you that one need to heal and or showing you that you are that person. So this is what I, um, I love that you journal and create that in writing of the person you want to create, but also how you want to feel. Um, part of what I see is like, once you make that declaration, you, ref- you attract that in some capacity so you can know yourself as that. So, so let's say you know, Nima is like, I want more compassion, you know, I'm like, and I'm like, I want to be more intuitive. We attract the people who literally give us that opportunity, whether it's a good experience, quote unquote, or a bad experience. Mm-hmm. And then when we experience, we, we make a decision that's very different than what we've done all our lives, right? The new creation. And then we reaffirm to ourselves that we are that. And the crazy thing that I notice is that when we reaffirm that a few more than a few times, maybe one or two times, three times, it never comes back again because I know myself as compassionate now. Mm-hmm. Craziest part of life, I think, is seeing when you could like track that and see like what you've attracted and why is wild. Mm-hmm. Do you find like that that that's what you attracted, you experienced Absolutely, it? absolutely. And it, it it's an opportunity to rewrite those narratives that I was speaking about earlier. Now let's chat about something crucial, that is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products, as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, right, we have to make sure we have the best of the best. But 
especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or in your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Peori's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Peori is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Peori.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Peori. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water, or kombucha, or coffee or tea. But not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm going right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash drg they're so confident that you're going to love it there's even a 30-day money-back guarantee no code at checkout just go to p-i-q-u-e-l-i-f-e.com slash drg you're going to get 15 percent off plus all those freebies you know how how many of the things that you say like one of the most powerful statements you could ever make is the i am statement and I work with clients every single day, um, specifically more around fitness and nutrition, but I hear their I am statements frequently. And a lot of them are very disempowering and say, I am not athletic. I am not healthy. You know, all of these disempowering statements. And I'll always kind of interject myself and be like, hey, let's, let's rewrite that. Say, I am working on my health. You know, I am becoming a very healthy person. I am becoming the person that I want to be. Because if you keep reinforcing that negative thought loop, it becomes a belief. A right. belief is just uh, a repeated thought that you ingrain so deeply into who you are that it becomes in your subconscious, but you act as though it's truth. Mm -hmm. So when you give yourself permission and the opportunity to declare who it is that you want to be, then you give yourself the opportunity to reinforce it and rewrite that narrative into the person that you want to become. And then you know yourself as that. Yeah. All of a sudden you know yourself as healthy mm -hmm. and athletic, right? It's so powerful that we have the power to do that. Uh, life's creative. That's what I've just, in all my years at this point, I'm just like life is creating and 
breaking down and creating new, you know? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow we can be in a biker gang and we could just drink beers all day. You literally, yeah. If we, want, <laughs> if we wanted to, we could. <laughs> just travel across America yeah. Yeah. with our leather jacket. And, and I think that, vegan leather. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's what life is all about. It it provides these wonderful contrasting experiences. And like you said earlier, like we we tend to label things as good or bad, but they're just experiences. And the perspective that you have of them um, normally determines the way you feel about them. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I, it took me a while to learn, um, probably within the last like two years, but you know, you can't, you cannot change the past. That's a fact, Mm -hmm. but you can change the way you feel about the past. And that requires a change in perspective maybe a change in the narrative that you've been telling yourself so long, maybe even just looking at it, you know, about what happened in the past. One of my favorite quotes is, um, in order to let something go, first you have to hold it. That's true. And you, and you, have, to he- you have to feel it before you can heal it. So for me, I had a lot of these things that were kind of like, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel that. I'll throw it behind me, uh, deal with it later. And before I knew it, I had this mountain of, of baggage that I was like avoiding and it was surfacing in my relationships. It was surfing, surfacing in the way I showed up in the world, the way I showed up in my business. And it wasn't until I stopped, turned around, and was like gave myself the opportunity to be still, to see what was con- was reoccurring and coming up, that my life completely changed and who I am as a person completely shifted. Mm-hmm. And I I hope that everybody, um, you know finds the courage to do that because it's not easy and it's not always pleasant, but sometimes it's, you, you, you got to go through it. You, you can't go around it. Never. Right. And the, and the beautiful thing is the liberation of reframing that story of your past, right. Mm-hmm. And opening up the space for a new experience in the future without holding on to that anchor, which we all do, right. We all are holding on to, oh, why did I say that in the past? Or why did mm-hmm. I treat that person like that? Just bringing more compassion to yourself that that's exactly where and what you needed to do in the place you were. And it's anyway, you have a very public relationship. And I know your girlfriend, she's awesome. Um, and I know you've gone some through ups and downs. And I know you've, even since last year, you've sort of created a higher self version of you through this experience. I find relationships are the most amazing things for relativity. If anything ever in the world shows you, aside from parents, a giant mirror mm-hmm. of all the things that aren't serving you and you need to heal, it's that. And what I find most people look around around the mirror and they just scream at the person. They go, I hate mm-hmm. you for that. Why'd you show me that? I'm mad at you. Um, what is your take on the, aside from, you know, the, what we know, relationships and, you know, having kids and beautiful wife, what is the spiritual aspect of relationships? Mm, that's a great question. I, I, I think relationships are our greatest teachers. You know, I, I can look back at some of my most meaningful relationships that I've had in my life and the things that they've taught me um, and the way that they shaped who I am by showing me parts of myself that I didn't know was there. And, you know, things that needed to be worked through and that things that needed to be enhanced and, and nurtured, you know. And last year, me and me and Bianca is her name. Um, shout out, Bianca. Love you, babe. And uh, we we went through a very public breakup too. And we had been public since, since, since we first started dating, we both kind of are in the same arena mm-hmm. as vegan fitness influencers and um, started businesses together. And we went through some very challenging times and, and COVID got the best of us. Like many, many people that are listening, I'm sure, you know, we lived in a, in a loft and 
there was no walls, there was no separation of space, there was no space for solitude. So we were constantly in each other's, you know, bubble. And it was like a pressure cooker, that loft. It put heat and applied pressure and allowed anything that was buried to, to surface. And unfortunately, we couldn't handle it. Um, and we needed, we needed to separate from each other. And it was the best thing that could have ever happened because it both, it allowed us both to really dedicate time towards healing the things that we both so perfectly mirrored our, our child, you know, wounds yeah. back to each other. Me, you know, I won't get into detail, but um, we just mirrored it so perfectly. And it just allowed us an opportunity to, to look at it and, and to heal that. And it was not easy, um, you know, separating myself from the person that I love so much and having to just focus all of this energy into myself. But ultimately, it was the thing that that allowed us to come back together as new, complete, interdependent people instead of codependent people that were feeding each other's um, inner child wound patterns. Right. And now we, we can recognize them whenever they come up and we have the tools and the resources to be able to acknowledge that we're not necessarily having a conflict with each other. It, it's, it's me and you against the pattern. Yes. We're both trying to work through the same thing instead of personalizing it. And like you said, looking behind the mirror and saying, it's you, it's you, it's really just yourself. And both of you have the opportunity to work through that and heal that together. And that's a very, very powerful thing because if it's easy to be single, it's easy to go back and, and not have a serious relationship, but because it allows you to avoid those things in the moment somebody reflects something back to you that you don't like, you can dip, you know, you can bounce. But in a committed relationship, you got to work through it. And it's the the cycle in which you work through those patterns and it is what allows for the success of that relationship mm -hmm. and the willingness too, the willingness, the humility that you have to have. You know, my ego is, is this big, you know, and it, it took me a long time to to get out of my own way and recognize that, you know, the things that she was telling me wasn't telling me these things to hurt me, but to to only let me know how it made her feel. Mm -hmm. And and for me to understand her better and to see her better. And that just shifted my entire way of communicating. Man, this one of the most important things is that self-awareness, right? Because a lot of us go blindly, unconsciously into relationships, and that's what we feel like. If you want an unconscious relationship, Bianca just shows you something, this child wound, this child trauma that we've adapted to that we need healing with. And we just get mad and we mm -hmm. either avoid or become anxious or, you know, just cheat or leave and all these things. And it's like, is this the real fundamental crux of relationships and why we see so much divorce happen? Is it just people don't accept the experience as, like you said, which is so incredible, like us and the trauma or mm -hmm. us and the wound mm -hmm. and like I'm pointing it out because I care about you mm -hmm. and this is what I see and and the humility behind that is so important you know like I'm in a relationship now and we um like it'll come up and I'll, I'll be like oh I really want to like react <laughs> but it's my shit that's being reflected and she's calling me out on it and I want to be mad at her but it's my shit Mm -hmm. You know, and I and to to recognize that is the most empowering, powerful thing, because you know you can ascend from that. And if you keep, and this is what we I had the conversation with her the other day is like patience, communication, right, and and owning it. That's that's literally the formula to it. Mm -hmm. um, how how what what point of that equation is 
the communication aspect because I've in, in my life I haven't been a good communicator in relationships and now I'm just really learning how to express. <laughs> Damn, I'm kind of mad. <laughs> how do I express this like like in a compassionate, heartfelt, heart-led way? Um, how, how do I'm shit, and even men in general, right? Yeah. Like we don't even learn how to communicate our feelings. So then when someone gets us mad, we go, "I'm mad at you," and we mm-hmm. storm out or punch a wall, right? How how important is that, and how have you developed it? And what is what ways have you developed your communication skills? Because there's a lot of men listening who are like, "I feel you, man." Mm-hmm. I think um, the first place to look is your primary caretakers, the people that you were around in your early years of development, taught you how to communicate directly or indirectly. And these are, this goes back to the narratives that we pick up as we have our life experience that I was talking about earlier. And in my experience, um, and, and when I say this, I, I don't point a finger. I don't blame my parents in, in any kind of way. They were, they were just humans. Having a human experience is we're, we're imperfect in all of our ways and we're here to learn. And um, that was kind of the perspective shift that I needed to have a few years ago to really work on these things. But, you know, in my experience, witnessing my parents and the way they communicated um, taught me that emotion was dangerous. Um, there, there was two sides of the spectrum that I was, uh, you know, a witness to was, was the self-destructive side of emotion that whenever you became overwhelmed and overtaken with emotion that, you know, you would self-destruct. My mom, um, had, you know, mental health problems run in her family. My, my grandmother killed herself. And so I always felt like that demon or that part of, my family lineage was inside of me too. And then on the other side was the overtly or outwardly destructive side of anger and rage and frustration and, you know, punching walls and Mm -hmm. destroying things and yelling. So there's these two sides of the spectrum for me taught me that it was unsafe to, to express emotions because I could get to either one of those or that lived within me. So I tended to compartmentalize almost everything. I, I composed myself very well. Nobody knew that I was having challenges in my in my home growing up nobody could ever tell I was like this happy you know hyper positive kind of guy but really I was hiding and masking and shrouding a lot of pain that I was avoiding and I feel like many of us don't realize that you know the the tension that we sometimes feel with our family members you know or the people that are closest to us and the thing that we want to change about them is, is actually a thing that's that we want to change about ourselves and they're just the mirror for it. And I, I recognize that. So that was the opportunity for me to recognize, Oh, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling really frustrated. What, what is this teaching me about myself? What is this, this conversation showing me that I don't like something is happening here. And I think just naming it is, is the first thing. Um, because I was always, I taught myself to not show it, not express it, to not feel it, to Mm -hmm. just, keep it all tight and composed and in here. So I think that is one of the most powerful lessons that I learned over the past two years is just having the ability to name the emotion, saying, I am sad, I am frustrated. And then you can just kind of go from there and go a little bit deeper. And you recognize that it's never really the thing that you're fighting about, you know, 
the thing is just the trigger. Yeah. The wound is somewhere deeper. Mm -hmm. 100%. And it, the, the biggest triggers are when you go home, right? Mm -hmm. This is your primary <laughs> caregivers. It's like, oh my God, why do I still feel like I'm 13 again all of yeah. a sudden? I did all the <laughs> yeah. spiritual work in California. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back in Mississippi or New Jersey. And you're like, oh no, again, what's going on? Yeah. Um, the, so, so, so powerful uh, to look at that, to name it and to understand that it's reflection. It's like, how are you also showing up? Mm -hmm. We want to put all the blame on our mom and our dad, right? Mm -hmm. And our uncles and our brothers, but we don't put it on us. We don't look at us. What this, this and your self-awareness is really empowering. Uh, what are some of the things that you've been liberated by, by showing up in the world like this? What have you found that has become better in your life? Because I know there's a lot of people viewing, listening, going, yeah, I want to take that route. And I want to know what, 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 am, what are the benefits? What am I going to see in my life change? Mm. I think um, I just want to talk on what you said right before that question yeah. was yeah. The, the ownership. That is, that is huge. Every single relationship is co-created. It's 50-50. It's never you. It's never, you know, the blame isn't ever on you. It's 50-50 always. So if you can take ownership of your part in every single conflict or every single relationship that you have, um, it kind of allows you to, to really approach it with a place of humility and understanding that, you know, you, you have a part to play in this. And I think that um, whenever I did that and whenever I just took radic radical, honest responsibility for every single one of my actions and things I say, it allowed me to connect deeper on so many more levels with my partner, with my family, with the, my community online, because I can show it more authentically. And I think that is what we all crave is to be able to speak our truth and to express ourselves without the fear of being accepted or rejected from anybody else. And it, it really has to do with the, the image that you have of yourself. And if you're firm in that, and if you can really kind of hone in on who you are, then nothing can penetrate that. No story, no outside projection mm -hmm. can come in and change that narrative about who you are. So um, for me personally, it's enhanced every aspect of my life. The quality of my life, my relationships have been exponentially more healthy, more fulfilling, more con just connecting on so many levels. And that's allowed me to show up more powerfully in the work that I do because yeah. now I can connect with my clients on another level that I wasn't able to get to before because, you know, fitness, nutrition, all of these things are like a Trojan horse for your self-love practice. You know, it's an element of it, but really, um, you know, true health is, is when you find balance in your, in your mental, your physical and your spiritual health. And, you know, you have to dedicate just as much, you know, effort or, or intention towards, you know, nurturing your, your mental health and your spiritual health. Because when it, whenever you connect with the spirit that lives within, within you, that is when you take inspired action. You mm -hmm. live in that spirit, you live in inspiration and you show up that way. And that is contagious. That is what draws people in to, to want to get to know you, to want to get right. to connect with you on another level. And it brings out your creativity, you know, mm -hmm. the it just flows through you at that point when there's no more resistance of like being afraid to do things or to move because you might offend that person or right. upset this person and care about what they think about so much. So you can just show up as here I am. I know who I am. Take it or leave it. I'm okay with it. Either way, I'm unattached to it. And that is one of the most powerful things that I've learned. <laughs> that was fire. I felt that in my soul and my bones, man. That, that, went, that went through me. Thank you so much for that. 
That was so powerful. And it's true. The authenticity, remembering your authenticity and showing up in the world, that subtlety that people feel is the very thing when you walk in a room, they go, who's that guy? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. even if they close your eyes, like, who is that guy? I feel, I feel that guy. I want to kind of like talk to him or know him. I want to be friends with him. I want to like find out how he's him. Like, mm-hmm. how are you? What are you doing that you do? And you know why? Is because you, that person sees something in the other person that they, that they reflect back about themselves. Mm-hmm. So they see themselves in that person. Mm-hmm. And if you feel that way whenever you see somebody, take note of it. Ask yourself what it is about this person that you would like to embody or that you would like to to to, to step into yeah. and and show up that way because that's all it is is like you keep learning about yourself through these relationships of other people could be a complete stranger you know I had could a super stranger I had this super outspoken guy in my residency man he spoke his mind like I've never seen and I when I did my rotation with him he was my attending uh, I I had a month with him I found myself speaking up more and <laughs> I can't tell you how good it felt to just speak my mind with love, like with, but my truth. And that has been my own practice, but that's exactly what you said. Like I was drawn to him for some reason and seeing and working with him for that month, I just said, I need to incorporate more of that in my life. And it was so liberating. I felt good. My body even felt more loose. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, why do I feel like I just did yoga? Mm -hmm. And it's because I was holding all this tension of not speaking my truth for so many years. And that's the power right there, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to elaborate on that too, because like, I this is how I try to show up with the work that I do too. Because like, you, just bringing it back to, you know, veganism or, or advocating for plant-based diets or mm-hmm. animal rights or anything like that. Like, these are very triggering topics for a lot of people. And I have found through through my own experience of sharing online um, that what works best for me is really talking about the things that I care about from a place of true authenticity and being a magnet for those people that are interested in it. Not going out and trying to change anybody's mind or try to change or control the way anybody else lives, but just being so certain with the things that I do and and how they provide me so much joy and happiness and health and vitality and energy and all of these other great benefits. It it draws people in. They, 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 I have conversations at the, at the, cashier at the grocery store they're like what do you do <laughs> like, they're like you feel that healthy or, yeah, or something right, and right. i'm just like it's just an opportunity for me to talk about it i call it attractivism you right. attract the crowd of people that want to learn and that are open-minded and want to learn about these things so that they can adopt them and embody them into their own practices yeah and you're living in your authenticity that is like a compass right there that's like your clue that you're living and walking your purpose and being your most authentic self because people are just coming up to you and going, I want more of what you have mm-hmm. in so many words, right? Mm-hmm. I want to be more fit or I want to glow like you or I want to say the things you do. That's the power of that, man. We could talk so much more. Yeah. We could. This could be this could be a three-hour show. <laughs> this could be a three-hour show. But the, the good thing is you don't live too far, so we can have you back here at any moment, right? I love that, man. I love that. So yeah. uh, also I want to mention that you made one of the top protein powders out here. The uh, veg protein powder, fantastic stuff. I use it in my protein shake every day. Um, but um, just any plans with that? Any anything coming out new that people may want to be excited about that we can, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, forgot, I totally forgot to even plug. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. It's a great yeah. protein. Yeah, no, no, I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, Veg, is, uh, Veg Nutrition was a company that we started um, back in 2019, and it's been seeing a lot of success. And I think it, it's a testament to, you know, the, the quality and the intention that we put behind our products and the for our flagship product is our protein. And, you know, there are so many reasons why, you know, I being in the 
plant-based space for as long as I have been, I've had the luxury of trying a lot of different protein brands and never really found one that truly I felt had the everything that I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, the the qualities, the, the organic certification, the taste, the texture, um, the amino acid profile, everything that we formulated was with very a lot of intention. So it makes me really happy to be compared against other ones and, yeah. and rank at the top of their yeah, top of that list. Um, and as far as the company goes, really uh, just trying to get our name out there. It's a very saturated market, as you know, uh, the supplement industry and trying to establish yourself as a new small business in a very saturated market. Um, I think it, it helps to have buy-in from the community. And I think that stems from the top down. So who who was behind the brand? And luckily I've been able to, you know, uh, have an audience where I built it around just being me mm-hmm. and, and sharing the things that I love to share. So uh, we're off to a good start and I just want to keep growing it. I want to keep inviting people in the in the fitness space to to try new products that um, that are aligned with with all of who they are, not just their fitness, but I, I think that there's a big gap between people that, you know, care about themselves and their health and also care about the well being of, of this planet that we live on. And I think that this is an easy uh, step to take to just make a simple switch where you don't sacrifice your nutrition or your gains or your performance uh, or have the fear of that happening. So that's just where I plan on taking veg, just keep scaling it and growing it. Amen to that, man. And where do the viewers and listeners find you? Uh, you can find me everywhere on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, every social platform, just Nimai Delgado. Yeah. Um, I also have a my coaching company, veganfitness.com, where we offer vegan training programs and my supplement company, Veg Nutrition, where we also offer plant-based uh, supplements. And, and really uh, amazing one is the vegan fitness. You have some recipes on there. Oh, yeah. Which is awesome because someone who isn't an innovator in the kitchen can look and go, oh, I can, put te- I can make a really nice tempeh stir fry today. Mm-hmm. And it has, it has the recipe and it looks great and perfect. Like, and you, but you know that you're getting enough protein, mm-hmm. right? Most guys who go into that world, they go, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get protein. I, get, yeah. I send them actually to your page so they can look. I go, look, there you go. There you go. That's from vegan bodybuilding. There you go. Yeah. Amazing yeah, stuff. and it's, it's funny to me because I'm not, I'm not a chef. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, like, <laughs> the fact that people come to me for for food advice it still cracks me up because my my meals are so simple right and it's like 15 minutes or less if it takes me longer than 15 minutes and I want to do it uh, just but that's everybody that's all of us yeah I know right? I know and and like just showing people that plants have protein was was one of my missions because so many people have that same question where do you get your protein from but if I'm I'm an athlete like that works for you but I need you know this amount and and most people don't re- realize how much they truly need and then how our, how efficient our bodies are at um, metabolizing protein once you clean up the entire spectrum of the things that you eat, mm-hmm. you know. So that was one of the things that I noticed. But I didn't need as much protein once I went fully vegan, yeah. and I could get by and build muscle, recover quickly because the quality of the package of the protein that I was now consuming was adding all of these other benefits and upgrading my my systems, like all of my systems, not just my you know, my muscles. Right. Awesome stuff, man. Everyone go follow, go, go watch, go learn. Thank you for coming on, man. Look forward to having you in the future. Thanks so much, brother. All right, man.